This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of the Animaniacast. Uh, well, Sibs, I say we turn in. What do you want to turn into? I know. How about a bat? Or an elephant? Or a monkey? <laughs> Don't look at me. He's your brother. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are a podcast that is dedicated to the television cartoon show, The Animaniacs. Each and every episode, we sit down and we discuss a new episode in the order in which they were released, and we talk about all the gags and all the references and all our memories from watching it when we watched it when we were kids and what we think about it right now. Uh, we sometimes go off on a few tangents as well, and uh, this episode, I think we might as well, because uh, there are a few cool things going on in it. Joining me, as always, is my brother Nathan. And I have a new catchphrase. What is it? That was it. Oh. And across the country is Kelly. Hello. See, you just go with the, with Kelly's catchphrase right there, Hello? Nathan. Ah, uh, no, I gotta change it up. Every week. All right, there we go. So, today we are discussing episode 15 of The Animaniacs, which has two different segments, Space Probed and Battle for the Planet. And Nathan, when did this episode first premiere? October 1st, 1993. Ah, yes, I remember it well. Not really, but whatever. (laughs) But I do remember this episode, actually, quite well. Um, it's a lot of fun. What do you guys think? Uh, Kelly, uh, if you were to describe this episode in just a few words to somebody, what would you say? They mention Yoda a lot. <laughs> and Nathan, what would you say? Sci-fi spectacular. Ooh. I don't know. Those are good descriptions. <laughs> um, so this episode, like Kelly said, it does have some really cool references, in particular to Yoda and Star Wars and Star Trek and... Oh gosh, aliens and and various things. Jetsons and, and the Jetsons. Basically, this this uh, particular cartoon was pretty cool because it uh, it had a lot of it had a whole theme to it continuously through. Even though the cartoons were different, mm-hmm. the theme was the same, which was which was cool to see. Um, it started off with uh, Yakko out in space for the variant verse, saying Andromeda Strainy. Andromeda Strainy. Now, Nathan, have you ever read or seen the Andromeda Strain? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no I haven't. Uh, Kelly, have you? Uh, yes, of course. Good, good. Because I've read everything by Michael Crichton. Oh, good. Yes, uh, and um, is, is that because of Jurassic Park and Steven Spielberg? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steven Spielberg and Michael Crichton had a had a big relationship going on over many many years, right? I mean, it was. Did it start with Jurassic Park, or did it go on um, before that? Yeah, I think I think their collaboration began um, with Jurassic Park, and then I know they they collaborated to create ER. Right. That went on for 
many years. Yes. And that was originally going to be a movie, I think. But then they went and they said, hey, let's actually rework this into a series. Is what I always remember the story being. But, um, yeah. That I'm not going to be sure about. Yeah. But, you know, they worked on it together. I could be completely wrong. Yes, I loved ER. I always watched that show almost every week in the 90s. So, yeah, I, like you, went after, especially. I, I actually read Jurassic Park before the movie came out and was so pumped for it and was like, oh my gosh, they're going to show like Nedry getting disemboweled and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could show that. Yeah, it? and I was like, oh, they didn't. Oh, okay, well, and because of that, I was kind of like, I hate to say this, but when the Jurassic Park is a, <laughs> a, a fantastic yeah. movie, it, it really is. But uh, I really, I, I le- actually do remember leaving Jurassic Park the first wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say... That a Spielberg movie was a fantastic movie, and then followed it with the words "but." Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I was. Oh no! Okay. You he was right, disappointed. Right, right, right. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't disappointed. I, I was. You know that feeling whenever you go to see a, a, a movie that's been adapted from a book, and you're like, "Oh, they should have left. They should have put this part in, and they should have put that part in, and and so on and so forth." I kind of was like, "Oh, they didn't put the pterodactyls in, and you know, they didn't put that part in the in." In the movie where the Tyrannosaurus Rex uses his tongue and wraps him around, wraps it around uh, Tim's face and stuff, and uh, little did I know, of course, they would you know work that stuff into the Lost World and yeah. and stuff like that, so it would all work out. But uh, I did work. Oh, another jet's going by. Taking a plane break. Taking a plane break. Okay. So, <laughs> but I, I left the I left the film just wanting more. Which I guess is... So I wasn't disappointed. I just wanted a little bit more. So I guess that's it. Taking a plane break. Yeah, it's still going. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yes, I did... Let's go back to all this. The whole thing of talking about Jurassic Park was... So I, like you, Kelly, I went back and I read (laughs) The Andromeda Strain. And I saw the movie. And I read... I tried to read every uh, Michael Crichton book that I could. And Andromeda Strain was definitely one of those. I I really did like the book. It's a a good book. Uh, The movie from the 70s is okay. Um, All I remember from the movie was that they cut open somebody's hand and then, like dust of blood comes out of his hand or something like that. That's all I remember from the movie. So, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So that's the Andromeda strain. Yeah, I never saw it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to our first segment. Well, there's also the cold open. Oh, let's not forget that. Yeah. Because this is actually kind of a cool uh, intro. We have a, yet another tower escape, I guess you could call it, right? Mm-hmm. And in this, we have the uh, 1812 Overture playing... And the Warners escape the tower by jumping into a cannon, and they get projected out, boom, and they land safely, and they, uh, they go out the door. This, uh, they were dressed up like Evil Knievel. Like, they got into their little stuntman outfits and everything, which looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And to like, me... Yeah, they light it with a torch or whatever. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hand torch. <laughs> what is that? I can't remember. Well, the the 1812 overture usually actually has live cannons when they when they perform this sometimes in, a, in front of a live crowd. Um, so that you know, so that's the use of cannons and music makes sense right there. To me, when I heard the music and I saw them jumping into the cannon, uh, the first thing I thought of was actually Gonzo from the Muppets. Actually, 
Because it, to me, it just felt like Muppets 3D or something like, uh, you know, cannons being shot off and the yeah. music. Just, I love it. Good evening, culture lovers. Tonight, for your musical entertainment, I bring you a team of well-trained artillery shells. The refined young cannonballs. Camilla! Music, please! <laughs> Anyway. And I'm, I'm disappointed that that didn't occur to me. <laughs> really? Now, now I'm sad. I know. Well, I, I, you know. What kind of Muppet fan am I? I know. Seriously. Come on. Uh, the amazing Gonzo. Good guy. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Space Probed. Now we can get to the first segment. Space yes. Probed was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Gary Hartle, Dave Marshall, and Rich Ahrens. Kelly, uh, what would you basically tell us? What's the synopsis here of Space Probed? Okay, well, the Warner trio is... They're, they're staying in a cabin in the woods, which you've... If you watch movies or know anything about horror, then that that alone is already setting the, the, the tone for, you know, something's bad's going to happen. And <laughs> they are um, abducted by an alien ship, and they make a new best friend who is <laughs> <laughs> an alien, and he wants to do experiments on them. And the running gag is that they keep calling him Yoda. Which, yes. of, of course, I love. I think it's the greatest thing. They even speak to him in, in Japanese and call him Yoda. Yes. And um, they he he speaks some alien language, so they keep reading the subtitles and moving <laughs> words around to, to change what he's saying. And, and, and I think that was really funny. And there's um, several cameos in the episode, and they're running around the ship and causing chaos. And um, they ultimately meet the the big alien guy who happens to be a gigantic toe. And yes. it's weird and a little creepy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, in the end, they are returned to planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I guess the aliens just couldn't take... Yeah, take they, it anymore. <laughs> they they well the Warners took over the ship. Like the Warners were going to drive back home, but at the end it really felt like they got kicked out of the the yeah. ship. <laughs> and they're like, "We'll never see those guys again." Yeah. But. So, and of course, but the uh, supreme or they called the supreme one. Yeah. Uh, he was Toe. Toe, the supreme one. Is uh there in their cabin asking to buff his their his cuticles or something like that. Yeah. And they all go ew. And it's gross. So, <laughs> so yes, a very a, a very funny uh cartoon and like Kelly said, kind of weird <laughs> that toe mm-hmm. thing was it, it's for something something that we see every day. Um Boy, that toe is kind of disgusting. Yeah, it's that, a little disturbing, and it really and, and is. And he wanted a Q-tip, and I was like, "For what?" And bring me a Q-tip. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've never cleaned, <laughs> never cleaned my toes with a Q-tip. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you're not supposed to clean your ears with Q-tips. Oh, that's so. because you're supposed to clean your toes. Well, I, that's I guess why. I don't know what you're supposed to use a Q-tip for. 
Maybe he had <laughs> nail polish on and he was removing it. That's with probably nail polish it. remover That's, with a Q-tip. That makes sense. With a giant Q-tip. I don't know. Who knows? I was. It These was probably a mysteries. regular size Q-tip and just. Take a long time. Oh, let's reboot Animaniacs and get... Uh, <laughs> Just the, so we can the, get these answers. These answers. <laughs> Remember uh. this? Okay. So, what are your favorite moments of this? Uh, uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Uh, you mentioned Yoda. Uh, yes. Let's let's talk real quick about Yoda. Because of oh, course, yes, please. Let's do okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> before we get into this, now your Twitter handle is Yoda Princess. At Yoda That's Princess, correct. and yes. I happen to know you love Yoda, and you have uh, a Yoda collection and and things like that, right? Um, yes, yes. Can, tell us a little bit about that. What what do you when it comes to Yoda? What what what, uh, what do you like about Yoda, and why does that character? Why does that character stand out for you from Star Wars? Well, I I just always liked his lines the best. I I found um, after I got kind of back into Star Wars when I was a teenager. I would go to go around quoting Yoda all the time, and um, and I've always been I, I guess attracted to the, the the wise sort of mentor figures because I I grew up a big fan of the Karate Kid and loved Mr Miyagi, ah. and also Splinter in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I I guess I have an affinity for that kind of character, and then also um, Yoda is very small but powerful, and and I'm a very petite person. Um, I basically stopped growing at the age of 12, so I'm, <laughs> I'm short and, and thin and everything. And, and I like the fact that, that he didn't have a strong physical presence, but he had wisdom, he had the force, and he could get things done. And um, he, he played that trick on Luke, and he had him fooled that, that he wasn't this great Jedi warrior because Luke was looking for something a little different than what he found. And, and I liked that aspect of it as well. Yes. So, how how much Yoda stuff do you have? Like, what's your? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I have two life. You have two life size Yodas. A lot of my stuff is still in boxes because I moved it around. But I, I uh-huh. probably, probably, I, I don't know. It's in the hundreds of, oh of different gosh. pieces. I acquired two more just as gifts from people this weekend, and um, some of them are duplicates, but I, I've gone back to try to acquire some vintage stuff. I, I don't like to pay too much for it, so I, you know, but if, if I can find something on eBay, I'll, I'll grab it. And then um, almost anything new that comes out, and then, of course, people give me Yoda stuff all the time. That's good. You're, you're, collecting, yeah. you're doing a good job of collecting stuff for Star Wars because there's so much out there that... You know, some people try in vain to collect every single thing, and mm-hmm. they you just can't do yeah. that. You can't do that. Maybe you could have done that if you stop if Star Wars stopped doing stuff in like <laughs> it, by 1990. Maybe you could get everything. But well, and I I used to collect everything, and oh, then I yeah. realized no, no, you don't have room for it. You don't have money for it. Find a focus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it was easy once I figured out what that you know that I was gonna narrow down my my uh, collection excellent so smart so now we know what to get kelly for christmas everybody get those yes. get the yoda whatever it <laughs> is duplicates are fine <laughs> you know? that is fine okay well fantastic so we already know right away this episode this cartoon stands stands out because of, of that that mentioning for yoda i gotta say i i showed this um this cartoon just today as a social experiment Mm-hmm. Um, I decided at lunch today, my kids were, I'm, I'm the librarian at my school, 
and I decided, you know what? I'm going to put on Animaniacs today. We have a little te- we have a little you know a flat screen in the corner, and I wasn't going to call attention to it. But as kids came in to kind of just play games and talk at lunchtime, I said, I'm just going to put on Animaniacs and see if people pay attention to it. And kids, sure enough, were definitely paying attention to this hmm. first segment, uh, and they were they were chuckling and laughing when they did when uh, they called him Yoda. <laughs> so that 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 made me smile seeing that okay good they're they're they think that's funny too. <laughs> so excellent. Yoda! Did you miss me? Um Nathan, what do you think? What stands up for this segment right now for you? Oh, I just loved all the uh the when they get into their separate shenanigans between Yakko, Wacko yeah. and Dot like they break off and yeah, each one of them has a, a separate little thing to do. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go through those. So Yakko, he he goes off and uh, playing with, tag basically playing tag <laughs> with three kind of you know underling aliens. Yeah. Who have, it's almost like he treats them like the Three Stooges at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, doing the like looking in. I'm looking in something. Yeah, I got something. He 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 And the, they're actually playing Three Blind Mice right there, which is the theme song to the Three Stooges. <laughs> And he finds like Elvis and Amelia Earhart and, and Bigfoot, Bigfoot and, and Jimmy Hoffa, I yeah, uh, all in this room because, of course, uh, they were all abducted all, by aliens. They're that's all abducted by aliens. That's it, why we can't find any of them. Very kind of <laughs> uh, kind of similar to the idea of a little bit like Close Encounters, I guess. Right? I mean, it's uh, Sorry. <laughs> there you go. But it was it, I mean it's kind of the ship itself. You know, I'm going all over the place, but that's okay. <laughs> the ship itself kind of looked like did it, did it look like a close encounter ship a little bit or it, it mm. kind of looked like a this is what it looked like to me. A simplified version of ET's mothership or whatever. Mm. You recall? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd I go see more that. that than Close Encounters. Yeah, because close, close Encounters, it kind of split up and it looked it was wider. And um, later in Batteries Not Included, they had like kind of miniature versions of those ships, I think, mm. uh, flying around. But uh, in fact, even at the very end, when it streaks and flies away after it dumps off the Warners, it even arches across the sky. Uh, very quickly, kind of similar to how E.T. ship flies away. Mm. There's no rainbow or anything, but it still kind of arches away real quick. So, yeah, the idea of like you know abducting people and in keeping them is kind of similar to uh, Close Encounters, right there. Right? Yeah. So. So yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. And so let's go back to this. So Yakko is running around playing tag, and he meets the the toe, mm-hmm. and he wishes for he gets one wish. Yeah. You please me, sub-creature. I choose to grant you one wish. Think, and it will be done. Hello, nurse! So, hello, nurse comes there in a, in a sexy space outfit or something. Yeah. <laughs> he chases her out. He just wants hello, nurse. Not to... Just to chase her, like... <laughs> Didn't he ask he wanted a kiss or something? Didn't I guess. Well, like, if kiss? he really wanted that, though, he could have wished for that, too, right? 
I guess. Maybe it's like the genie. Like you can't make someone fall in love with you. Or yeah, something. that's it. So, so that he, the, the, the toe can't that's do that. That's where Aladdin got it from this. Yes. So, <laughs> so stolen from that. Uh, and then if, uh, Dot goes off. Dot uh, does a few things. Yeah, Dot first meets the alien from Aliens, right? Right. Or, well, I guess Alien. Yeah. <laughs> it was a reference to the first Alien movie. Right. Um, and then she shows him... She shows it her yes. pet. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. <laughs> and the um, the pets get engaged. Well, the pet gets they fall in love. Yeah, they instantly fall in love, and they get engaged. And she just hopes she gets in- invited to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> then she gets picked up by the aliens and, and says they, they start oh. scanning her brain basically to see what she thinks of. Y- yes, so it's like thoughts. And of course, she thinks about being famous. Mm-hmm. She thinks of Mel Gibson, and, and she yeah. melts. And she says hello. Nur- has she said hello, nurse? Before I can't remember. Um, she goes hello, Mel, but I don't think mm-hmm. she's said hello, nurse. I don't yeah. know. Mel Gibson's been on this. Uh, yeah, she's a, cu- a few times. This is not her first time uh, fantasizing or <laughs> trying to. No. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so then the the aliens try it. Oh, she pops it on yeah, their head. Yeah, she puts it on their head. Yeah, and they start seeing their thoughts. So they start seeing. It, it was a very cute little thing. See, they. I like when they pop it on the head and then. They imagine what it would be like to yell at the boss alien, yeah. And they all, all the aliens, just kind of look up and go, "Ah, <laughs> that that would be nice." And of course, they see like this. And then they hippo he of, alien, a hippo alien mermaid thing, yeah. And then they go, "Hello, Hello nurse." nurse. Yeah. And start clapping your, their, yeah, hitting their, their chests. chests. Uh, and stuff. Um, well, then Wacko, of course, goes off on his own little thing, which he gets like tested, yeah, to see if he's going to be uh, like physically fit or something. Yeah, I guess just put him on one of those running tracks from the Jetson, basically. Yeah. Use your lower appendages. What's an appendage? And, and so they do this whole Jetsons gag, including like the secretary alien who could be seen in the other thing, looks like Jane Jetson. Yeah, he walks right through, right, right in a waiting room when the yes, right through a waiting room. There's Darth Vader, there's Marvin the Martian, yes. and uh, the Star Trek uh, uh, John Luke Picard. Yeah, Picard. There yes, it looks like he walked through the um, Dragon Con. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Kelly is fresh from Dragon Con. So this definitely does I mean, hey, what an episode to kind of come down from Dragon Con <laughs> than, yeah, than watching perfect. this. It's just kind of like, ah, okay. <laughs> it's like Chili, we're home. <laughs> yes. So so the the whole Jane the whole uh, Jetsons gag was was funny. Um I'm a little disappointed that kids today don't really know the Jetsons that much. Um I think that joke would be lost on a lot of them. Uh, there, there's also references to Betty Rubble as well. So we have Flintstones uh, jokes as well. So Flintstones, mm-hmm. Jetsons. There's also a Pinky and the Brain cameo. Oh, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Pinky yeah. and the Dottie, Brain are in Dot it. Dot gets taken right past Pinky and the Brain when she's going to get her brain scanned. And I love so. the music in this, just how the music just it transitions right into their... Th- whenever you see Pinky and the Brain cameoing, uh, the music does uh, very often just transitions right into their theme and then right out of it. Just... Perfectly. So even if you like, in my case, I happened to be looking down at the time, mm-hmm. and I heard their theme song, and I poked my head up like, "What?" And I was like, "Peeking the rain." So that's cool. I like, that. yeah, I like that a lot. 
And um, Pinky's holding up a sign that says, send help. Yes. So I guess they've been abducted and are going to be experimented on, too. They need yeah. help quick, too. For they the should be used time. to that. They're, they're lab rats. They should be used to that. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Let's see here. What else do we have well, here? Well, there was also a reference, basically, at the Bugs Bunny, uh, when Bugs Bunny meets the monster. Oh, like yeah. Like that whole, like, yeah. doing his nail. Yeah, yeah, I could see that, because... Um, there's this whole thing of Yakko kind of doing a manicure on uh, the toe. Mm-hmm. It is very similar to when Bugs Bunny it's did. Like, oh, it's so nice meeting interesting people. Interesting people. Oh, for shame. Just look at your fingernails. My, I'll bet you monsters lead interesting lives. I said to my girlfriend just the other day, gee, I'll bet monsters are interesting, I said. The places you must go and the things you must see, my stars. And I'll bet you meet a lot of interesting people, too. I'm always interested in meeting interesting people. In a million years, you will look like me. But darling, if I look like you, then what will you look like? Maybe you'll look like me. <gasps> but then you'll have to live in a water tower in Burbank. Oh, try that for a million years. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's very... Very similar in the way that they're talking, kind of gabbing mm-hmm. about just doing manicures and stuff like that. So, yes, Bugs Bunny and Yakko have a very kind of uh, similar repertoire for their 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 significant monsters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, I happened to take a look and see what contraptions. There's that part right, right at the beginning uh, before they escape uh, that they're going to do, like examine their bodies. Oh, yeah. Inspect their bodies. Excuse me. Which, excuse me, was, I think, definitely something more of in, in the 90s than today. Uh, and Jar Jar. Wh- I was going to say, the last time I heard somebody <laughs> say it was probably Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Which was nineteen. <laughs> Which was which was 1999. Okay, so, so excuse last... me, <laughs> excuse me has not been said that that uh, much of the popular conscious since uh, <laughs> 1999 uh, because of Jar Jar Binks. Because of Jar Jar. <laughs> no, I remember I remember Garth from Wayne's World saying it, or no, it would be Wayne. I think yeah, Wayne. Wayne would say it quite a bit from Wayne's World, and then no one said it for a while, and then I remember seeing the Phantom Menace and hearing Jar Jar say it. Jar Jar haters bring that up as a line that they hate. Yeah. Um, but it I, was a 90s line. But I think Jar Jar might be part of the reason why no one says it. Because people are like, oh, I don't want to be referencing Jar Jar. But it's like, I'm yeah. just I'm just going to say it more. Just yeah, start saying it more. <laughs> well, anyway. Aww. Excuse me. I love Jar Jar. More you say? What, <laughs> more, more did you just say? Anyway. I, I, I'm just going to avoid contributing this conversation. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, never mind. Uh, I, I just think, I'm like Brian Young. I think that Jar Jar has been bullied enough mm-hmm. and I think we need to lay off that poor Gungan. I think he's he's been through enough. Well, that's why I'm not picking on him. I, I like the prequels. I mean, he- hello, they've got Yoda in them with yes. fight scenes yes. and the music <laughs> is amazing. But there, there are things I didn't love about the prequel. <laughs> okay, well, excuse me, everybody. I got to move on here. So, um, so the 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 contraption, just a real fast thing. Well, I was going to make it a fast thing, but anyway, <laughs> when the thing's about to lower down on them to get mm-hmm. examined, 
I was like, what kind of tools are on that right there? Because there's a buzzsaw, like an actual, like, you know, scary thing. Mm-hmm. But I look closer. There's a to- there's toilet paper on there. <laughs> uh, there's like a vacuum hose and like a water hose, uh, an egg beater uh, and a toothbrush. And I think a syringe. So there are like at least two dangerous things yeah. out there. And then a few other things that are just like random silly things. I just liked seeing how... Uh, you like know what an alien would use to- well yeah it, it, it was kind of like it, it was just nice to, it was very cartoony and silly it was it was it was cute it was just one of those little details that um if it was anything else you know it would just be nothing but sharp objects and kind of scary looking mm-hmm. but i liked how they kind of made it look very uh it was very looney tunish you know yeah. like that which was cool to see what other kinds of things uh because we talk quite a bit about a lot of these different things um, anything else that stands out? I can... um, in the beginning, Wacko changes into a bunch of different animals. <laughs> yes, and he, he does. dreams he's a dog, which <gasps> is another clue. Maybe yeah. he's a dog. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that, too. I said, you know, Wacko, if you're not going to... If if you're trying to... If you guys are saying you're not dogs, then you better stop acting like them. Yeah. I mean, he... he and he didn't change into a dog, which I thought would be one of his, like, what do we want to turn into? He's, a dog? Like, I'm telling you. It's like a monkey or an elephant. There's or, something subconsciously going on that he's it's showing that he's a dog, I yeah. think. Because so. they're wagging their tails. They're mm-hmm. doing stuff. I'm telling you. They're, I think they're actually dogs. But <laughs> um, Plenty of evidence for it now. So. <laughs> Dot yells at the, at the light right there, turn off that light. Turn off that light! It attracts insects. Mm-hmm. Which is something they would say a lot in the old Looney Tunes cartoons. A lot. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny would yell at all those different things. I had no idea why they would say it watching yeah. those cartoons. Um, but that was for air wa- air raid uh, drills in the 40s. Uh, the whole idea, you know, Kelly, you know this from 1941, right? With the, you know, yes. the, the case of uh, if the Japanese came over, you know, you want to make sure you, you, you turn off all of your lights and uh, so that the, the Japanese wouldn't know where to bomb. Hmm. So that's why they say turn off that light, and they would have actual air raid wardens go out into the neighborhoods and and yell at people, I suppose. Or at least they did in the Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> so turn off that light was from that. Yakko going in and pulling down the blinds right there mm-hmm. and mumbling to himself about... That's ridiculous. We're supposed to get in their sleep. This guy barking like a dog all night. Give me a break. I'm just... Yeah, oh, these oh, dogs man. and barking. Yeah. yeah, it felt like another cartoon right there too. Uh, to me, almost like there's this Donald Duck cartoon where Donald Duck is kind of mumbling to himself, like a, it's when he's trying to get to sleep. I don't know. Little, little cute. Similar things, if not direct references, it just felt familiar, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, any other any other last things that we want to talk about before we move on to segment two? All right. Well, let's move right ahead then to segment two. Space sound effect. Whoosh. <laughs> Wow. I don't know what the last noise was. I don't know either. So our next segment is Battle for the Planet. 
which was written by Mr. Peter Hastings and directed by Alfred Jimeno. Uh, or Jimeno. we got to find out the pronunciation of him. I'm just going to say Alfred G. <laughs> so, uh, Nathan, what happens in Battle for the Planet? So we have yet another Pinky in the Brain Yay. episode. Woohoo! Uh, and in this one, uh, Brain wants to basically convince everyone to leave their houses. So uh, he uses the classic War of the Worlds idea, but this time he's going to use television. So he's going to scare everyone with an alien invasion, but uh, and ends up just being so hysterical that everyone just finds it hysterical, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so it backfires on them once again. Yeah, no one wants to leave their house because it says stay in for this one, folks, and... Ah, it's the complete opposite of what he wanted. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I actually, that, I don't know why I, I, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I like the brain says it and everything. Oh well, I didn't I never said I was a smart person, but anyway. So yeah. this was a cute pinky in the brain thing. Uh, Kelly, what what did you particularly like of this uh, second segment here, Battle for the Planet? Um, I just thought it was. It was funny overall, and um, the <laughs> Pinky doing all the, the sound effects and the, the scenery and everything, trying to, to recreate this uh, this War of the Worlds on uh, TV, and, and of course being normal Pinky and everything going to chaos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing nothing works. They Although, i got to tell you, even despite Pinky's uh, messing things up with that bo- bug fogger and everything... Um, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, I mean, I mean that might have been what made it. I didn't know what made it funny because everyone seemed really <laughs> scared until. That's true. So it might have been the bug fogging and him crashing into the camera that people maybe. Found funny. Oh, you know what? I guess you're right because they actually did seem like when they listened to the brain. Yeah, they they seemed pro- so. I guess it was. I think Pinky just took it one step too far, and yeah, I guess the whole I, set. I don't know. That's a good question. They never really explained why why people actually at the end thought it was funny because yeah. they're, they're showing cuts to people throughout the whole thing. They they genuinely look scared. We yeah. had Ralph the security guard was there. He didn't even notice the Animaniacs <laughs> running by him. He was so scared. Yeah, and we had Elmira's parents and uh, her brother were watching Family Matters. Yeah, with Miss Urkel, Steve Urkel. Yeah, for a split second you could see Urkel on TV, mm-hmm. and uh, then it flashes over to. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of the the terrible Urkel impression. The cheese. You got any cheese? <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Good enough. Next. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so yeah, they, they did. They, anyway, uh, did uh, Nathan? What do you think? It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I like the uh, that they would reference you know War of the Worlds and you know having brain do. <laughs> yeah, that that was cool because the brain, of course, being a, a an homage to Orson Welles mm-hmm. and the original uh, Mercury Theater uh, showing of uh, of War of the Worlds, of course, was with Orson, Orson Welles, Welles yeah. directing it. Have you ever listened to the original War of the Worlds? Nathan? Uh, I've heard parts of it. Um, have you Have you ever listened to it, Kelly? No. I I, I remember as a kid, I I I they played it on NPR once, mm-hmm. and I. You know, put in my little cassette tape and I taped the thing. Oh, cool! And I listened to it over and over and over again. 
I loved War of the Worlds. In fact, I tried to make my own War of the Worlds as much as I could, like with my Fisher-Price tape recorder, <laughs> um, uh, to to limited uh, success. But I, I always liked War of the Worlds. There's a creepiness to that original recording. Uh, the, the biggest similarity between the two... Um, is probably when Brain is talking about the creature emerging from the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying, oh, I can hear it coming. Oh, it's it's terrible, and it's all this. That, yeah. that sounds very similar to the original recording uh, where the, the reporter is talking about that. And, that, and uh, it's pretty, pretty dramatic in the original recording. I am now positioned close to the... Well, I can only assume that this is a vehicle from outer space. It's occupants here to destroy the Earth. Wait, there is a strange noise emanating from inside. Something seems to be coming out of the ship. Oh my, it's hideous. Ladies and gentlemen, I can hardly describe this terrifying creature before me, except to say, run for your lives. Go on, empty the cities. Leave everything behind. We now return you to Carl Phillips at Grover's Mill. Ladies and gentlemen, my aunt. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, here I am, back of a stone wall that adjoins Mr. Wilmer's garden. From here, I get a sweep of the whole scene. I'll give you every detail as long as I can talk and as long as I can see. More state police have arrived. They're drawing up a cordon in front of the pit. About 30 of them. No need to push the crowd back now. They're willing to... Keep their distance. The captain conferring with someone. Can't quite see who. Oh, yes, I believe it's Professor Pearson. Yes, it is. Now, now they've parted, and the professor moves around one side, studying the object while the captain and two policemen advance with something in their hands. I can see it now. It's a white handkerchief tied to a pole. Flag of truce. If those creatures know what that means, what anything means. Wait a minute. Something's happening. A humped shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? There's a jet of flame springing from the mirror and it leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. The Lords are turning into flames. Oh, the whole field's caught up by the woods. The fires are... The gas tanks, tanks of the automobiles are spreading everywhere. It's coming this way now. About 20 yards to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast from Grover's Mill. Evidently, there's some difficulty with... But is this... I, I've never seen the Spielberg film, by the way, Kelly, of oh, War of the Worlds. <gasps> no, I didn't like it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, yeah. well it, had, it had nothing to do with the um, the broadcast, That's really. true. That's uh, yeah. It's it was more based the, on a book. The H.G. Wells book, right? Mm-hmm. More than yeah. More than the actual thing, so... But, no, it's uh, it, it's good. It's um, naturally it's, it's good. It's Spielberg. It's Spielberg, but, but um, there's like so many plot holes in it that I was just like, okay, we got a thumbs up and a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm sitting in the middle. I don't know. I actually did see. I, I I my my exposure to the movie War of the Worlds is very limited. I uh, went. We went to Disneyland, and we were try. We <laughs> went back to the hotel to try to get like a little bit of sleep since I had just driven there like mm-hmm. overnight, and. Uh, my brother-in-law just kept turning on the TV when I'm trying to sleep, and War of the Worlds was on, and he did not turn it down at all. <laughs> so here I am, exhausted, and just flashing lights, and Tom Cruise yelling, and that's my exposure to War of the Worlds. See, right so there. you don't like it either. 
<laughs> yes. The experience I've had with War of the Worlds, I did not like. See? So there you go. I, I Two don't know one. people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, it's, hey, I'm going to check, I'm actually going to check it out and, uh, you know, uh, you know, unfiltered by my past experience and I'm sure I'll enjoy quite a bit. Mm. I'm sure I will. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, brain when he was in the helicopter and just pounding on his chest. Yeah, he I was, thought that was just so funny. Just yeah, we had him. two thumping chest things yeah. going on this episode. Pinky and the brain were in both, and there was thumb chesting. Both, it, and so. then, yeah, and aliens. Chopper 5, high above the city. The horrible creatures from Mars invading, destroying everything in their path. Oh, the humanity. So, yeah, yeah, maybe, I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> it was it was a cool thing going on there <laughs> um yeah and, and of course he said i mean there's not too many other references than hey listen to the original broadcast it's yeah. it, it's a cool thing it didn't work i like how they were going to i like how the brain was so sure that everyone was just going to leave the city that yeah. we have to go to the white house now <laughs> Like, even the president left the White House. Even the president is so scared. Like, where are they going? I don't know where they're going. <laughs> out into the fields? I don't know where these people just are supposed to... Just run outside and just, just keep running. Yeah, keep going, people. Just keep going. Pick and, a direction. And, and then he'll go into the White House and take over, because he'll just be there and But, say, like, no one's going to be in their home, so, like, who is he going to Who's going to lead? I yeah, who's going to listen to him? You know, the brain, as smart as the brain is for some things, he doesn't think through his plan. He really needed a partner who would say, okay, great. So we scare them. Now what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> But for, for a, a quick seven-minute cartoon where this is like, we just need to scare them, and, and then I'll take over. Yeah, it was, it's, it was missing a middle set. It's like the uh, the gnomes in South Park. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like, steal all the yes. underwear or the socks, yes. and then and then prop it. I don't get it. Lufu. Phase one, collect underpants. Phase two, phase three, profit. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so, overall, though, it's, it's a cute. It's, I like Pinky and the Brain, and whenever we get to see him, it's it's always good. Um, well, let's get right over to our, our stinger, and let's get right over to our water tower rating. The stinger at the end, nothing that much to talk about because we've seen it a million times before. It is goodbye, nurse. And before we say goodbye, nurse, and everything like that, let's get to a few more things. First of all, our water tower rating. Nathan, let's go with you first. What do you think? What would you say out of five water towers, how many water towers would this episode get? Oh, boy. I'm going to say, I'll say four water towers. Okay. Why is that? Um, I enjoyed both segments. Um, I don't think it was my favorite Pinky in the Brain segment, but I mean, it was still great. You know, still very fun. And mm-hmm. uh, the first segment was also a lot of fun. Um, can't think of anything to complain about on either of them. And uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it was just really good. Really good. Okay. And Kelly, what about you? I'll give it four as well. All right. I thought both segments were really strong. Uh, I liked that they were sort of tied together with a, a space alien theme. Uh-huh. And and all the Yoda mentions. Yes. So um, bonus points for that. 
It would have got a four and a half if Pinky and the Brain said Yoda one time. I'm sure it would have gotten up to four and a half. <laughs> that, that may have pushed them up a little bit more. Okay, well, just to keep that in note, writers, in case you ever have a reboot of any, either of those. So, and I'll give it four as well. So we got oh. a nice solid four yeah, a, water tower rating. Is this the first time we've all given it the same I, one? I think it may have happened once It before. may have happened once before, but this is probably our, our highest. Yes, you know, our highest strong uh, consensus. Yes, yeah, so there we go. So a nice strong four for all the reasons you guys were mentioning. I love sci-fi. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And uh, I don't know. I, I just like this. The 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 references to the the genre of sci-fi in general was really cool and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The Pinky and the Brain segment, not as strong as some uh, future Pinky and the Brain ones will yeah. be. I'm still waiting for Bubba Boba Brain mm-hmm. uh, to come up, and I can't wait for that Pinky and the Brain. Um, but, uh, yeah, good good overall. So, um, let's go ahead, um, and before we get to our... our uh, our Twitter, Twitter results and everything. Yeah. Uh, we've been leaving out something. And we've got many angry Facebook comments and Twitter, <laughs> and we've just been ignoring them. No, we've been getting <laughs> we've gotten some suggestions from some listeners <laughs> from from people that have uh, that have actually been asking us. Um, we've been we've been forgetting one uh, reference at, at the very end of the show. Uh, at the end of the show, every episode, there's Catherine Page. And there's a joke gag for Catherine Page. Catherine Page was an assistant uh, to the uh, show creator, Tom Ruger. And every episode, at least in the first two seasons, I believe, mm-hmm. she had a joke credit at the end. Um, and usually they're just like quick little gags. Yeah. You know, like just, you were this, you know, the animal wrangler or whatever. Yeah, it's a new like job, that. basically. Yeah, this was her job this episode. And it's cute, and uh, and that's pretty much it. So we haven't been mentioning them just because, honestly, by themselves, they're more like a, huh, mm-hmm. that's that's cute. Uh, I remember as a kid, I got to admit, I, did, I do remember pausing and seeing what she was. I remember seeing that, that fake joke right there and just seeing what she would be today. And I think as a kid, I thought it was pretty funny just because... Here's these adults putting in a, a joke gag into yeah. the credits. Do you ever remember seeing those, Kelly, as a kid? No. No? Okay. Well, well, you know, it, it was so long ago when the show aired. It, it, if, if I, re- Well, obviously, I don't remember it. I may have noticed it, yeah. but I don't remember seeing them. Okay. Well, we're going to go off a list of the first 15, and I think what we'll do is every 15 episodes, we'll kind of go list these off, okay? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these off. Okay. okay? And Nathan, uh, you will you will do a sound effect or some sort of something that encapsulates that because um, my initial thought was, oh, I'll find a sound effect for each one of these and then I'll play it after I say it. Mm-hmm. But Nathan, that takes a lot of work on my part. Yeah. Okay, let's in just the post-production. Do, just so, put me on the spot. Exactly. And- <laughs> so I figure let's just put Nathan on the spot instead and that'll be easier for me and harder for him. So here we go. So I'm gonna list these off, and Nathan, the first thing that comes to mind, okay. you just so if I said like cat, you would say meow, right? Ruff. Right, exactly. I'm ruining it. Okay, here we go. All right. So episode one, Catherine Page was an animal handler. <laughs> episode two, a lemming herder. <laughs> episode three, a shark handler. 
Episode four. A hamster. I'm disappointed. <laughs> right. What does a shark make? No. No. But... Oh, I see. Everyone Wait. knows. Come on. Da 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 da. Thank you. Okay. Episode four. A hamster trainer. That's the sound of the wheel going around. Oh, okay. Episode five. A tightrope walker. Oh, no. <laughs> Episode six, a squirrel handler. <laughs> Episode seven, a jeep driver. <laughs> Episode eight, a raccoon keeper. Episode nine, a monkey wrangler. <laughs> How'd you get that monkey in here? Nathan? I don't know. Okay. Uh, number 10. Uh, episode 10 was a pit bull trainer. <laughs> <laughs> episode 11. Dallas Cowboy fan. It's an actual cowboy. Okay. <laughs> episode 12. A moose collar. Oh, there's more. Okay. There's always two. Oh, okay. There's always two there are. <laughs> uh, number 13, episode 13, needs a vacation. <sighs> number 14, babysitter. There's someone in the house. They're in the house. Thank you. They're in the house. That was me on the phone. And, and oh, okay. And number fifteen, which is this, is going to be the hardest one I think for today's episode. Bobby's sister. Um. Hello. Uh. Hey. Ah. Uh, yes. I'm Bobby's sister. I know. I'm Bobby, and you're my sister. Thank you. Wow. That was very good, Nathan. Very good job. That was good. That was interesting. <laughs> that filled time. So thank you for that. Uh, so, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, you know that that uh, that is Nathan. Uh, you know, agents out there, please re, re you know I'm you know the I'm animated sorry. cast gets ten. <laughs> the, the animated cast gets ten percent of all residuals from uh, any voiceover work that Nathan gets because of that. Yeah. FYI. Okay, let's get right into the results from last week's poll. And now for the results of last week's Twitter poll. Listeners were asked, which hashtag Animaniacs character from the Warner lot is your favorite? Hashtag Animaniacast poll. 6% said Security Guard Ralph. 33% said Hello Nurse. And 61% said it was Dr. Scratch and Sniff. Oh, and by the way, 0% voted for Mr. Potts. So, Mr. Potts, you are fired, sir. Hasta luego. And now, off to the studio for this week's Twitter poll, which I'm sure is a fantastic one. Okay, those are our results uh, from our announcer. Wow, I just love him. He's so great. Um, yeah, right. and I was surprised by those. So, 
Interesting. Uh, okay, so what do you guys think? So who is your favorite uh, Studio Lot character? Is it Ralph Scratch and Sniff, Hello Nurse, or Plots? Well, I voted for Scratch and Sniff because uh, he's just such a classic character. I mean, uh, I just uh, feel like he really cares about the Animaniacs, but he also can't stand them. It's a fun... Yeah. And Kelly, what about you? I like Scratch and Sniff as well. I, I love his accent. He's mm-hmm. so fun to listen to. And um, he's... He's just a, a really great character for the Animaniacs to play off of. Very cool. I, I got to agree with you guys. Um, Scratch and Sniff, he's awesome. And he kind of reminds me of like a little bit like the if the Warners had like a dad. He's like the dad that loves them but yet drives them nuts at the same time. Yeah. He's you know, I always think about the you know, the episode when they're when they're going to the the fair to you know, when they're getting in the car, the song I'm mad which we'll eventually get to. Uh, I always love that one. So Dr. Scratch and Stiff definitely wins for us. Um, Well, let's get to our poll this week. Oh, boy. Um, Now, we have a guy we hired. Um, He was cheap. I got to be honest with you. Uh, And amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Um, okay, so here's the thing. We have an announcer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know where he came from. Uh... I think he thinks he's in the 1930s or 40s or something like that. But he's been he's been helping us out when we're not able to record, and he records yeah, the results. Just, he does great. Mm-hmm. So um, now we have some people on our audience who absolutely love our announcer. Yes, yes, they love him. Oh yes. Um, and then we have other people that are kind of like, oh, I'd rather have anybody else in the world than that guy. What he annoys me. That's what some people say, and I got to tell you, I kind of agree with him. Uh, what? That guy, well, I'm just saying this fact. I mean, okay. I'm just saying. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 okay, so this is what our poll is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. If you like the announcer, uh, or you don't like the announcer, <laughs> this poll is for you. Uh, we are going to ask you, should we keep the announcer? Yes. <laughs> it, it's a very simple yes, yes. or no. It's a simple yes. It's a, it's a simple yes or no. Oh. Uh, no. It should have keep the announcer. What do you guys think? No, honestly, we'll we'll keep him around if you want to keep him. If you don't, then uh, we'll, we'll we'll work on replacing him. Because you know, uh, think of his kids, Joey. You, well, okay. No, all right, fine. Yeah, we'll leave it up to the listeners. Yes, leave it up to the listeners. Um, Who do you? Prefer? I just can't believe you don't like him. That's all. I don't like him, but it, hey, nothing personal against him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, but he just, um, he yeah, just he's really him. nice. You shouldn't, I mean, try spending some time with him, you know? That's I don't all. think I want to spend any time with okay. that guy. Okay, well, that's your problem. <laughs> well, nothing against you, nothing against you, announcer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So go to our poll to make your voice heard on this one. Should we keep our announcer or not? Yes or no? Go to twitter.com slash animaniacast or just search on Twitter for hashtag Animaniacast poll, and you should be able to find it pretty darn easily there. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Uh, well, let's go right with, before we wrap things up. Let's get to a little bit of feedback right here. Uh, listeners, if you would like to let, send us some feedback, you can do it in a few different ways. You can send us an email. You can send us a, a Twitter tweet. You can send us a little comment on Facebook, uh, but... Our favorite way, mm-hmm. always love, Ooh. is positive five-star reviews on iTunes. 
because that helps out the show become more visible to everyone else in the world and they get to see they get to join the fun and it just makes us feel so good yeah it really does <laughs> so nathan we have a new review on there i believe right yeah that's true so when could you could you share that with all yeah of us, please? okay uh this one was the latest one it was called uh great animaniacs companion this was from Bon Servant for Jesus Christ. He says, I enjoy their discussions of each episode, their insight, and facts that people may not may have not known about. I enjoy that this is coming from fans. I probably would have good times talking to these people outside of the show. Makes me have more reason to watch Animaniacs, which is great. I love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Uh, there for your positive comments. Bond servant that. for Jesus Christ. There you go. Just <laughs> rolls off the tongue. Very awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, if you'd like to do the same, just head on over to iTunes. It's an easy thing to do. Some people ask me, "How do I do it?" And I say, "Here's how do you. Here's how you Google something." And no, <laughs> say it's pretty easy to do. You just go to iTunes reviews, and there you go. It's so easy that Nathan and I did it. Yeah, we left after pos- Googling it. I- <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't too hard once you figure that out. And uh, you can also send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. Let's go into some contact information for our hosts. Kelly, how can people get in contact with you to say hi and great job on the show? They can email me, Kelly, K-E-L-O-Y, at bigshinyrobot.com. Or contact me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Very cool. And Nathan, what about you? I am, of course, Jangoft. Um, <laughs> Jangoft at Twitter. So it's no longer Django FT, it's Jangoft. Huh? Yeah, it's always been Jangoft. I've just been trying to, I, uh, uh, trying to yeah. make it sound cooler, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So Jangoft at uh, or at Jangoft. Okay. And you can also get in contact with here with the show, which is Facebook.com slash Animaniacast, Twitter.com slash Animaniacast. And of course you can see a whole archive of all of our shows at retrozap.com slash Animaniacast, where you can look at all the different shows that we put up and uh, and relive a bunch of Animaniacs episodes. Guys, we're fifteen episodes in already. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. All right. Good for us. (laughs) Yes, it is. So let's go ahead and talk real quick about the different RetroZap podcasts that we got here. Uh, If you're a Star Wars fan, we got those for you at RetroZap.com. There's Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels, the Trade Federation, Blob of the Hut, and Bruise and Blasters. If you're a fan of Star Wars and Disney, well, go check out Skywalk. Yeah, Skywalking Through Neverland is a great podcast for you then. And, of course, if you're just into miscellaneous things, kind of like we are as well, Mm -hmm. uh, if you like retro things like Star Wars and and Tron and even discussions about cereal, uh, check out uh, Techno Retro Dads. If you're into movie discussions, go to the DeuceCast and video games. Go to the ArgCast. Go ahead and check out all of those and more at RetroZap.com. And uh, we will see you here next week, ladies and gentlemen, for Chalkboard Bungle, Hooray for Slappy, and the Great Wakarati. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be Miss Flamiel's uh, first appearance, right, next oh, week? Oh, yeah. Flamiel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, I'm Joey, and for... What's your name again? Nathan. Yes. And Kelly. Good night, everybody. Night. Good night. 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Uh-oh! Would you mind doing my cuticles? <laughs>